in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would have me behind the cross, give me access and humility to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be the footman. And I looked up the definition of a footman. A footman is a soldier in the infantry. And I looked at the synonym, it means foot guard. Foot soldiers, the ranks. Infantry man. And I looked up infantry. It says, it is a military specialized which engages in ground combat on foot. A grunt is a low-ranking or unskilled soldier or other worker. And what is happening in this hour, we're going to be talking about Jeremiah. And Jeremiah, the 12th chapter, is where he's complaining to God about some things. And I look at the church state and what it is now. Everybody wants to grumble and mumble and complain about whatever it is that God is doing and what he ain't doing. And we don't understand. That was one of the things that God got mad about when they were out there in the wilderness because they were mumbling and complaining. They were mumbling and complaining. And you got to understand something. When the children of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, they brought some people with them. And these people caused them to murmur and complain. And it was called the mixed multitude. Because you're saved, you have a tendency to mix yourself with people that's unbelievers of your faith. And when they do this, they have a tendency to put what is on them on you. And because you are weak and you don't understand what God is saying and what God is doing in this hour, you have a tendency to take on the same mindset. And we don't understand what God is saying and what God is doing. And we're taking on this corrupt mindset. And you don't even understand that you have mingled with this thing because you think because you in God, you in Christ, you speaking in tongues, you reading your Bible, and you don't think that it's overtaking you, but it has overtaken you. Because your characteristics is speaking loud in the spiritual realm. You're looking at your confessions, and your confessions is not lining up to what you really are. Because when you're walking through this walk, you're still doubting. You're still in a state of unbelief. You don't have faith. You're still battling your demon from 20 years ago. You don't understand what is going on in your life. Why are you so depressed? Why are you so unhappy? Why is it you're going through from here to there? Why is it that you're not having the money or, or the life or the husband and the wife that you want? You always mourning and complaining. You always want to go to God about what happened in your life. You looked at Susan May and decided you wanted a husband like Susan May. And you don't understand 
that Susan May is in the world, she can deal with Ray Ray better than you can. You don't understand that the children of the world are wiser than the children of the light. Your spirit in the in the natural realm is limited, but your spirit in God is stronger than anything. A lot of times we don't understand why is it that these things are coming upon us? Because you have captured somebody else's imagination, somebody else's dreams. You've captured all of these things and wanted to play your life out about who you thought was your superhero. And now you're finding out after the dust has settled, you made a wrong mistake. Instead of you coming back, coming to God and trying to get it right, you want to wallow and lay there. You want to throw some money at God, but you don't want to give God your whole heart. You just want to settle. And God is going to let you wallow in the clay, wallow in the mud, while out there in that dirty ocean. And you don't understand, the longer you stay out of the will of God, the more that the demons are going to enter in you. You want to know why? these things are happening. There's a strong spirit in the land and you're not prepared about what is happening or what is coming on the land because you're still rolling out there in the muddy ocean. You don't even have a, a gut and an understanding to be like the prodigal son to come back home and make things right with the Lord Jesus Christ in order to make things right with God and come back and repent. You don't want to turn from it. Sometimes you get to a place that your mind is so dirty and filled and that is so full of corruption you have a tendency to like the muddy water and anybody come near you you feel like they ought to give you what they have you don't want to work for nothing you don't want to labor you don't want to do fasting and praying you just want somebody to do it for you and then you don't want the pastor out you don't want the prophet out because you don't want to do the work yourself and now God is shifting her gears he's moving and shifting things in the spiritual realm and the love that people used to have to go over and beyond what that God has given them. God is shifting that person. He's shifting the five-fold ministry and the people that you used to run to, you're going to find out they're weak or they don't shift it to another place in God and they just can't be about a small thing. You need to understand something. It's the false small foxes that destroys the vine. People now are separating themselves from the corrupt, the unclean, the lukewarm, the double-minded, the crazy-minded, the split-minded. You're trying to separate these things because God is trying to move that person into another realm. And if you don't get separated from all of these things, you'll be a castaway. You'll succumb to all of these things that you're dealing with. Nobody can counsel and minister like they used to because of the wickedness that's happening in the land. They don't want to be around a whole bunch of stuff because there's such a war going on in the spiritual realm. There's a war going on in the mind. There's a war going on in the heart and you don't understand why you can't get an answer because heaven has been shut up from word of wisdom and knowledge and prophecy healing speaking in tongues for you you're gonna have to labor before God yourself if you don't be here if you don't want to do it and be it you're gonna have to understand that you're gonna be a castaway you're gonna be somebody that's gonna miss heaven the footman and God has been trying to make us infantry. He's trying to give you a specialty, a specialization. Everybody moves in certain gifts. Whatever your dominant gift is, that's your gift of protection. But some of you want to be unskilled rock workers. And you're looking for an infantry man to tell you, an infantry woman to tell you everything that you got to do. 
your gift. Tell you everything that you need to do. But God is going to let you continue to be what your original characteristic is. And that's a grunt. Because you don't want to do the work. Two things are going to happen in this season of you being a footman is that you're going to come into your own or you're going to be a castaway. And the thing about it is being a castaway, it's going to be from your own imagination and your own thoughts. And you don't understand what all of these things are happening in the land. Let's go to Jeremiah. And I'm going to focus on verse 5. And what is happening also now is that people got into a place that they have lost their fight. But I don't feel that people have lost their fight. I feel like they're going into the original nature because the spirit of Christ is moving. The doors of the Gentiles are closing. So that grace that God gave you, he's not giving it like that anymore. I know the word of God said, grace shall abide. Why are you struggling? Why is it that the enemy has captivated your thoughts and your imagination and you're doing everything in your imagination, but yet you're still at the altar repenting for the same thing? You need to understand why you're not as strong. Why is it the grace and mercy of God is not resting, ruling, and abiding like that? You don't expect something to stay at the same level when God is trying to usher in the next dispensation, which is the millennial age. All of these things are going on. You allow the TV. You allow the, all of these realities. You allow YouTube. You allow all of these fat pastors, huh? these fake prophets to come in and tell you all kind of lies. Huh? They done rake your money. Huh? They done rake and prostituted your spirit. Huh? They cause you to serve false idols. Huh? And now another thing about it is huh? you just like Aaron and the children of Israel huh? when God turned his back. Huh? I'm telling you about God. Huh? You went out there and built up another altar. Huh? Another sacrifice of your own choosing. Huh? And God done turned his back. Huh? And you're going to do what you originally was meant to do. Huh? You're going back to that Adam state huh, from the falling of the Garden of Eden. Huh? You don't understand what is happening. Huh? You need to see that God is moving. Huh? And you don't appreciate God. Huh? You just sit there murmuring and complain. Huh? God said, I'm sick of your murmuring and complaining. Huh? And each day is new mercy. Each day is new grace. Huh? But God got mad huh? and started screwing them out there huh? in the wilderness. Huh? And to Aaron huh? and Moses hold up the serpent. Huh? Who's going to be huh? in the place of Moses and Aaron, huh, that's going to hold out the wrath of God in this hour. I pray that you become an infantry worker. I pray the specialty, the gift and calling that God has called you to do, that you will be able to flow into it, that you will be able to walk into it. Only certain people were infantry workers out there in the wilderness. The rest of them were grunts. They really didn't specialize in anything. I'm just giving it to you on a military perspective. And I look at the church. 
There's only certain people that are infantry workers, but everybody else is a grunt. You got to understand something, a specialty, a person that's operating in this specialty, a person that's operating in anointing by God is going to teach you everything that you need. But you got to understand something. You sitting there just like the children of Israel. They didn't want the mamma. And God had to slew them with quails and then overtake them. You sitting there don't want to eat what God is trying to say. Now God is going to slew you with your own desire. And your own desire is going to overtake you. It's going to be more than what you can bear. But you don't understand the grace and mercy of God has kept a lot of things from you. But your murmuring and complaining has gone far up into heaven. Into another realm of the heavenlies. You need to understand something. There's three heavens. There's the earth. There's the universe. And that's where God dwells. And now God said it's to come up from the first and the second heaven. And now it's reached the third heaven. And my people are coming now to a place that they are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They're destroyed because they don't want to take a hold of me. They don't want to do what I've called them to do. They're taking on all kind of other doctrine. They've inverted my word. they become witches and warlocks in this hour. But yet they don't understand. My arms are stretched wide open. How can you enter the gateway? How can you bypass the one that has shed his blood on Calvary for your sins? How can you bypass me? God said you done did everything else, but you're trying to bypass me. He said now the door is wide. What you used to be able to get away with and squeeze, you will not be able to get away and squeeze. And God said you when you did that, you didn't go into the chambers of the Most High. You went into a dark room and now you laid there. So he's telling Jeremiah, stop complaining. If you have run with the footmen and they have worried you, then how can you contend with horses? And you don't understand what God is saying. The Lord is saying, if you grow weary with lesser trials and faint like quitting when you do when the battle gets harder, what would you do when the battle gets harder? The real thing ain't happening. You're still murmuring and complaining because you're still a grunt soldier. See, an infantry worker gets up on his own, but a gunt worker has to wait because the military sounds revely, 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 and then everybody gets up. But a person that's an infantry worker is already up. Their bed is already made. They've already gotten washed. They've gotten ahead of the line because they know the grunts are going to come in there and tap everything else and get stuff they shouldn't really get, and they're going to eat stuff they shouldn't eat. And when it gets time to go out there in the fields and exercise, they're going to be throwing up and puking because just like they immaturity, they don't have no understanding of where they are, what they should take or what they shouldn't take because they are grunt. They haven't learn the specialty yet. They don't know what it is like to engage in, in warfare. They don't understand that certain things that you cannot eat and go out there in the sun and work. You always need somebody else to tell you what to do. You never want to come up into the truth and the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for you. You're always in a place of immaturity. You're always in a place that you cannot take the meat of the word. Anybody says anything over than what you desire to hear for that Sunday or that moment with your wishy-washy self. You get mad and you get complaining, but yet you 
see the infantry workers study growing. They study maturing. They study getting the power. They study getting honors and ranks and certificates in the spiritual realm. And yet you sit there at every service and did don't have an understanding. And yet sometimes you even get jealous about it. But you don't want to go there and humble yourself to learn for what the infantry worker can teach you. You need to understand what is happening this hour. You think we're talking about the footman. You need to understand something. You went here and like shadow things. But when God says, I'm going to bring the greater things. I'm trying to mature you. I'm trying to get you into a place that you're not complaining. That your guards are showing with the preparation of gospel Jesus Christ. That your belt is Lord about these things. And you don't understand what it is and what it takes to do what I've called you to do. And if the land of peace in which you trust, they worry you. Then how will you do in the, says right here, the floating of the Jordan? And I want to read you what the commentary is saying about the floodplains of the Jordan. It says we have the river in flood stage. It says overflowed its banks into the plains that grew up as a thicket. It says the point is that Jeremiah needed to be ready to deal with tough testings. Pictured by the, it says invading overwhelming of the land like a flood. Opposing high danger as in the Jordan thicket where concealed wild animals could terrify a person. Because you don't want to be prepared. You allow all of these things in your life to bring hindrance to you. You're, some of you are still stuck huh, in what the life has done to you. Huh? You don't understand something. Life has not done anything to you. God does not bring you in this world to be defeated. Because by the time you came on the scene, Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary. What your mom and daddy didn't teach you. There was a witness in your life. But you failed to hearken. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. And I want to go to Galatians. We don't want to let go of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19, 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debocracy, adultery, and witchcraft, hatred, disorder, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and evil, drunkenness, orgies, and the likes. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's talk about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. When John the Baptist came on the scene, he said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means God would have stopped if the Jews received him. 
and the kingdom of heaven would have been ready on earth. But when they rejected him, he stopped the kingdom of heaven. Then the kingdom of God started going preach. So the kingdom of God is at hand. This is the church age. And if we are still dealing with these things that God has told you not to deal with, in this dispensation of the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is here and it's at hand for those that believe Jesus Christ. People faith is not where they say it is. Because when the trials and tribulations come, you don't have that power to tell the Satan to get back. You're fighting a ghost. And the ghost is in your head. It's not real. And you don't understand what is happening. You can go to 2 Timothy. Let's start at verse three. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why is it in this church age that people are so weak? Because of all the works of the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, adultery, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. You're letting all of these things that you look at on the TV and listen to the perverted music is in your spirit now. And I'm going to tell you what the Holy Ghost spoke and told me. Be careful what you feel you put in your spirit and watch. TV, music, friends, etc. Satan used to have to walk itself in to dilute the born again or the saved person. He used to have to work it in. But because the hour is here and the things are changing, This is what is happening. Now he would just enter you, your kids, your house. The doors of the Gentiles are closing. And it says right here, if he finds sin or corruption in you and not find Jesus Christ, he's going to overtake you. That's why it's easy for you to be possessed now. The spiritual realm is changing. Say they got the work itself in there. He's just entering in you because of your weakened state. And you can say Jesus and he bypasses you and enter you because of your faith. It's not where it should be. You have failed to put on the whole armor of God. In the book of Revelations, the sixth chapter, we're going to be talking about the four horsemen. 
And I want to break this down for you. You can go there. When you're in Revelation 6 and 2. The white horse. And I looked at behold a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and an arrow was given to him. And he went out conquering and to conquer. I want you to look at the order of this. When you were in the military, when they fighting over in Afghanistan, they don't send the grunts. They send infantry workers. They send people highly special to go in and kill the most powerful thing. And I'm talking from a military perspective. This is the Antichrist. He's going to be the forerunner. So he can set everything else in order that he can release everything else behind him. The rider on the white horse is the Antichrist. He has to come on the scene first, and he's already there working. How's he working? He's already on the TV. He's already in your banking system. He's already in there in the school system, changing your children with false doctrine. Telling them now, you pick and choose your sex off of a thought in your mind that he put there. But you sitting at home worried about your depressed self. You at home trying to fulfill your own lust. Well, he's already gained access because your back was turned on something you desired. The fall of the family is there. Did you really think black lives was really going to matter? Satan don't care. It's all lives that matter. Revelation 6 and 4, the red horse. Another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. And the people should kill one another. You were killing them spiritually, but now your thoughts are going to will that thing to go because the evil one is in the land. And because he's controlling your thoughts, when you will somebody to die, it would happen. You call it a freak accident. But your will, because of the spiritual realm, is shifted. And God's grace is lifted. That's why the world is becoming dark. That's why Hollywood puts these images of demons and devils in you and your children. That's why it sits in the corner in your house. You ain't got no power. 
Isn't it strange? You can't buy this or that, but you got 100 channels in your house that you are sacrificed to make sure you keep it there. Check out your mind. It's overtaking you. And you got the demon in your house and it controls you and your money and how you interact. It could be a car, it could be clothes. Because it's gonna discern whatever your need is. That's why people can get in credit card debt and can't pay their rent. Because their flesh wants to look good but their character is jacked up. So that's why they can be in Gucci and Armani that's very prevalent now, but they have no character. We're talking about the footman. He's already there. And by the time your eyes is open, you're gonna see the destruction. And some of you are going to go insane and say, how did you miss it? You were caught up in your own fantasy. The world that you created in the midst of Satan's temple. Revelation 6, 5 and 6. The black horse. And before we go there, this horseman, the red horseman, represents war and bloodshed. That's why it's a war in your house. That's why it's a war on the job. That's why it's a war with your insurance company. And now, as we all missed it, Roe versus Wade, isn't that the abortion? <laughs> Bloodshed, it has to be bloodshed in order for the Antichrist to come into a full thing. Because it has to be like the children were throwing their children in Molech, worshiping. There's got to be a blood sacrifice. That's something about youth, the vitality in the youth that ushers in something. He's not trying to get these old people. He's getting the youth, that fresh blood, the vibrancy, the strength. in the streets for equal rights and pro-choice when you lay down in sin. He has to take the blood because it's in sin. You're committing all acts of fornication, sexual immorality. God can't use that blood. He's trying to save it trying to teach you how to be born again. How to take on the principles of God. That's why a person can, get, can, can go there and have sex and then her and the boy say, go ahead and get rid of it. And she does what he says. The morals and the standards and Christ is not resonating there anymore. But you see this and you have no understanding that the spiritual, that the Antichrist 
to be at full force. Without the shed in the blood, there is no remission of sin. That's why Christ had to shed his blood. He didn't kill no babies. He was the only lamb that covered the sins of the world. For thousands of generations, he always has to imitate the original one. The black horse. So I looked and behold a black horse. And he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. And it says right here, connects to famine. What are you noticing now? There's a shortage. It's really not a shortage. It's just a shortage to who they want it to be a shortage to. You can't find babies' milk here in your local community, but yet they done sent it to some immigrants at the border. And they tell them it's too much. The Antichrist is going to control the bloodshed. It's going to control the famine. It's going to control the shortages of food in the land, which you're experiencing right now. And they make movies about it. And you sit there and eat popcorn and entertain it and understanding that they're telling you what they're doing, and you have no power to change it except you're covered by the blood of Jesus. But if you got doubt, if you have not prepared yourself, he says those that have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying into the churches, and yet you still don't want to get your left right. You still want to walk and do what you want. You want to serve a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of your adulterous ways. And that's why you've been in church 20 years and you're still a grunt. That's why Paul talks about you don't want the meat of the word. You still have to have milk. You haven't come into that place of maturity. But yet, isn't it strange how you're maturing in anything that's wicked and evil? You got all the knowledge. You spend all of your time looking at that stuff. But you spend this much time in the word. That's why I try to tell you, can you let go of what you really like? Because you have the Alex the Crawley syndrome. Do what thou want. I work, I deserve all of this. No, you don't work and deserve anything that you're getting. Except you hear what God is telling you to do. But you don't want to hear what God's telling you to do. But you don't realize it's God is giving you the strength and the ability to go to that job every day. It's God the strength and ability to keep a car from hitting you and crushing you. And your house burning down over an explosion. You don't understand what is really happening. But you have this entitlement spirit. And God says, pride always comes before a foul. 
Deuteronomy 28 tells you confusion of the mind. Why is it that you got a confusion of the mind? Why is it that it seems like it's hard for you to gain control of yourself? Uh, your bowels are just spilling out everywhere uh, because you done ate so much corrupted. Uh, you done took in so much bad food uh, and so much poison and, and drugs and all kind of drunkenness off your own wine. Uh, and you just, your bowels are just everywhere. Uh, you have no more self-control uh, and you need God to heal you. But you're laying there in your own vomit. You don't have enough strength to come up and tell God to come in and save you and deliver you that you're going to walk upright. People used to make those commandments. People used to make those declarations before God and come up. And God would do it and they would walk up and never come back and entangle themselves in a yoke of bondage. But this generation in the church now are spilling their own vomit. Your own bowels have spilled out. The Bible talks about that in the Old Testament. And you a grunt. But you want what God has, what you want. The things of God, it comes with principles and statutes. It comes with order. That's why the world is full of chaos. That's why order is leaving. Rules and regulations, boundaries, everything is leaving because the Antichrist is going to uproot everything that keeps the earth in its place. And we don't understand that the earth is vomiting out all of this stuff. Because even the earth and the animals know that the second coming of Jesus Christ is soon to be here. The signs and wonders in the land. Look at the destruction. Look at the weather. Look at what the ocean is doing. Look at the sinkholes. Look at all of these strange appearances on the earth. Animals are just doing all kind of crazy stuff. But the son of man have no understanding. The people of God have no understanding. The men and women of God have no understanding. You just driving by. You just like, oh, I'm glad miss my house have no understanding the children of God has no understanding that signs and wonders are in the land and you just passing by doing your daily duty and not being focused because the structure of you is leaving that's why he's going to overtake you that's why you're going to take the mark of the beast Before the enemy comes in, they always scout out the land. And he's then scouted out everybody, and he knows who house he can take. You act like this has just started. No, it's just reached another level. Some of you are glad that you came into the Lord, but what you have done since you've been in here, a regurgitation of the same thing over and over again. How are you going to be able to fight your enemy in the thickets of the Jordan? What is the animal that's going to come out and scare you? Is it an image of yourself? We're living in an hour now that the parents are scared of the children. So you're scared of yourself. See, but that's what, when sin is full grown, it multiplies. So when it falls down to the next generation, that's why you can't deal with your children. They deal with you. 
They chastise you. They tell you everything that you done did to them. And you sit back and cry and want to lay on some psychiatrist's chair instead of beating your child, training them up, telling them what to do. The house is out of order because structure has left. And this ain't something that just happened last year. This has been going on a while. And now I'm here to tell you that it's reached another level. I'm telling you now that you need to come into a place that you need to be an infantry worker, that you need to lead these things along, that God is telling you not to intermingle yourself with. Before it gets even stronger, the entanglement of the enemy. You have to prepare yourself for war. You just don't shift gears because your body will go in shock. But if you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying into the churches, you will understand that you will start moving towards these things now. Because if their cries get you down now, what do you think they're going to do when this major shock comes? So that means you're going to try to deal with a baby that you should have retrained? And then you're going to have to deal with your own shock of this is happening for real. But because you have no structure, you serve in your father Satan, and you're becoming more like him. You, you say that you have the image of God, but yet your structure on the inside represents who you're really serving. We're talking about the black horse. The Bible tells you that it was going to be a famine, not a food or water, but for the word of God. The word of God is being preached but seem like it's falling on deaf ears. God is norming those people that are serving other gods. But yet they're in the house of God. But yet they are serving another God. They're serving themselves. That's what he's going to tell you. Serve yourself. That's why your children, that's why you're going to be able to take the mark of the beast. Because you are not going to have faith. Faith is something that's built over a period of time. When you read Hebrews, it talks about the pioneers of faith. That was something that was built over a period of time. Revelation 6 and 8. The pale horse. So I looked and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was death. Look at it. You have the Antichrist coming and setting the stage. Then you had the horse of war. Then the horse of famine. Now you got the horse of death. Look at it. And Hades followed with him. At this stage now, you're not going to have no strength. You're just going to succumb and be in a dead state. The Bible talks about they, they return to their first estate. Who were they were talking about what? The fallen angels. given to him over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with, it says, hunger, with death, and by the, it says right here, beast of the earth. 
Death is the pale rider with Hades' hell falling behind him. Look at this. The Bible talks to you about put on the whole arm of God. That in the evil day that you can stand flat footed. Because God has shone your feet with the preparation of gospel. The sword, the breastplate, the helmet. But we don't put on somebody else's helmet. You need to understand now, Satan is not going to have to Work his way in. He's just going to enter through the five gateways that's going to overtake you. Because you fail to change. And how he's stripping you of your morals. Things that you used to be against and come up against with and fight, you don't have the strength to do it no more. Because you're so overwhelmed. Can't even hold up the bloodstained banner. The footman. I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen.